Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Art of Living interview series on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and today's show is brought to you by Start Mail, private email you can trust. We have a fantastic interview and subject today with our guest, Simi Chopra, Ayurvedic practitioner, doctor from Kerala Ayurveda whom I will introduce in just a moment. But quickly, if you missed any episodes, last week was our 728th episode when I spoke with researcher, public speaker, and advocate for better sleep and sleep specialist, Dr. Jade Wu. Dr. Jade Wu has written the new book, Hello Sleep. Two weeks ago, I spoke with historian, author, and Smithsonian associate, C.W. Goodyear. C.W. Goodyear is author of the new book, President Garfield from Radical to Unifier. Excellent subjects for our Not Old Better Show audience. If you miss those shows, along with any others, you can go back and check them out along with my entire back catalog of shows, all free for you there on our website, notold-better.com. You can Google Not Old Better and get everything you need to know about us. All of us in the Not Old Better Show audience think a lot about our health, health science, and our personal health care, Ayurveda which in Sanskrit means science of life, offers many interesting healthcare programs, therapies, options, guidance, and solutions that many in our audience may yet to have been introduced. Our guest today, Simi Chopra, is an Ayurvedic practitioner. Simi Chopra has graduated from the finest doctor program in the United States based on BAM's syllabus with internships in Kerala Ayurvedic hospitals and clinics. Simi Chopra has a double master's in biostatistics and molecular biology from Rutgers University, which helps her understand health problems from both mainstream as well as Ayurvedic perspective. She has published the article in Columbia Medical Journal, Ayurveda, Controversies and the Need for Integration with Mainstream Western Medicine, as well as the article entitled Preventive Care in Geriatric Health. Simi Chopra understands our audience. We'll be talking with Simi Chopra about all things related to Ayurvedic health. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast, Simi Chopra, Ayurvedic Practitioner. Simi Chopra, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Paul, um, for inviting me. Looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. I, I know that this is one of your favorite subjects, of course, and I really want to learn a great deal about the subject of Ayurveda. I know my audience is going to be uh, very interested in this subject. You take this very seriously. Uh, you, in fact, are a doctor from the uh, Karola uh, Ayurveda program, uh, an Ayurvedic practitioner. Uh, you have written papers about lifespan and the increasing quality of life for those of us who are elderly over age uh, 60. And so why don't we begin... Uh, with a very basic question for you. And tell us a little bit about the Ayurveda principles and how they get incorporated into a daily wellness routine. Yes, sure. So uh, Ayurveda, it is a medical system from, holistic system from India, thousands of years old. Um, so it gives you, it, it gives you, inst- like it's like a handbook of instructions where uh you will be able to be in sync with the nature and uh, ha- get a balance of body and mind. Um, and for in Ayurveda, 
uh, there's no, uh, we do not consider body and mind as separate entities. Uh, that's why it's a holistic system. And it is, uh, the approach is uh, individualistic. So uh, every protocol that we, uh, even a diet plan or a herbal protocol or even a lifestyle, what a person should be living is based on a is different for each person. So it's very personalized. And why is that? Because we all are very unique. We are different from, we are similar, but then we are different from each other. And what defines is in Ayurveda, there's this principle of three functional energies. When those three functional energies are balanced, then uh, our, uh, we attain health. So our goal is to uh, to bring balance to these functional energies, when that happens, there's health. And why uh, in our why do they get imbalanced is a question. So uh, due to our uh, wrong inputs, which is incompatible foods or wrong foods that we are taking, which is not suiting us, which is going to create imbalance in our uh, in our system or in our functional energies. We can call it anything. It's just we are just giving it a name called functional energies or doshas. Uh, so when we are eating the wrong inputs, uh, wrong food, uh, living the wrong lifestyle, which is not suiting us because it's not suiting the, our body type, then there's an imbalance and that leads to a disease, a health problem. So Ayurveda gives you these tools so that you will be recognize what kind of inputs are good for you, for your body type, for your uh, body type, or you can say um, doshas or the functional energies. So this is what Ayurveda can do. To uh, one is it can prevent health problems from arising uh, if we follow this Ayurvedic diet and lifestyle and a routine and be uh, in sync with the nature. Thank you for that. That that's very helpful. Literally, the word is a is a conjugation of, of two Sanskrit words, right? I mean, it means science of life, and so when we yes. think. Mm-hmm. And so if we think of it as though um, a life well-lived is a life that's in balance, and you use this term dosha, and I think that's yes. great because my audience needs to think in terms of what they put in, so their their energy, and sometimes that can be caloric energy, right, and, 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 and how that might benefit us. And in particular, I think my audience is going to be very interested in the subject of mobility as we age, uh, you know, we need energy to move and we need to promote good joint health. And And I often think of my audience as being um, eager to learn and to act, yet sometimes hampered by their own physical well-being. And I think Ayurveda offers some remedies specifically beneficial for us in in these older age years that can promote joint health and mobility. Maybe tell us a little bit about that area, joint health and mobility with respect yeah. to Ayurveda. Sure. Uh, you mentioned movement mm-hmm. as that it starts getting restricted. So that's exactly uh, true. So Ayurveda recognized it that they, during our lifespan, when we are children, it's a so everything is about functional energies, the three doshas. Mm-hmm. So the when we are children, it is the kapha energy, which is more prominent, which is the structural energy where we are building up, you know, we are gaining height, we are gaining weight, all those things are happening. And then is the pitta stage, which is when we are adults, when 
our dietitian is really good. We can eat anything. We are active. Uh, we are able to do whatever we want to do, right? Um, in uh, in eating as well as in action. Now, when we are around 45, 50 plus, that is what in Ayurveda we call the vata stage, which is the degenerative stage, uh, where your movement, your there's dryness, the degeneration movement starts restricting, gets restriction, uh, which is exactly what you said, that as we are aging, our movement is getting restricted. And Ayurveda explains it by, by saying that we are entering the vata stage. And if we are going to eat and live a life which is going to aggravate that further, it's going to cause us a lot of problems in our joints, in our muscles, in our nerves. And even in the gut, there are, uh, there are regions where this particular energy is more prominent, which is like the pelvic area. So a lot of elderly people will face uh, problems in the digestion. There'll be lack of hunger, constipation. All this is because of this particular energy, which is becoming imbalanced. So so the, if we are able to, before before we reach that age, if we, in when we are transitioning into that age, if we can start making a few changes, uh, because we are entering the vata stage, which is the drying, degenerative stage. So bring the opposite qualities to it. Bring a little moistness, a good form of oil. Uh, oil has become the the culprit in the last few years. But if you're eating the healthy oil, that's good. Um, so bring, uh, and there's this ghee, which is really good um, for um, one is uh, to increase your digestive strength and which is, which is going to be, which is the basically the key thing in um, in Ayurveda. We really focus on the digestive strength. If that is, if your digestive strength, which we call Agni, which literally means fire, if that is working well, then all your tissues, all your digestion is working well, which means that your tissues are going to be nourished properly. And when the digestive strength is low, your tissues are not going to be um, uh, they are not going to be formed properly. There is going to be some imbalance there. Now, coming back to your question, is that what can uh, Ayurveda offer, especially in elderly population where they start having joint pains and all? So, besides doing the diet and lifestyle according to the age and according to the person, um, the, again, because it's personalized, it will have to be like a one to one consultation. Mm -hmm. But there are few things. Uh, there are a lot of therapies which we have, like uh, we call, uh, let's say a person has knee problem, uh, arthritis. It's a osteoarthritis, which is more degenerative. So there are these um, uh, therapies called kativasti, which is uh, uh, the, we, we make a dam uh, out of a dough and place it on the knee and we pour medicated oils for half an hour and these oils are nourishing and slowly uh, one has to do these therapies a few times mm -hmm. as well as so in combination with the diet and lifestyle plus a few herbs which are going to start taking care of your uh, these problems. Um, they are amazing results. Then there are these leaf boluses where uh, a lot of herbs, fresh as well as powder form, are put together in like a cloth made make it into a bundle and then uh, we apply heat and then apply it to the parts which are painful, be it the back, be it the uh, uh, frozen shoulders, all these places, it gives a lot of relief. So these are therapies which one has to come to an Ayurvedic center to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but at home, what 
a person can do as they are aging uh the uh there's one simple remedy what a person can do is because it's drying and degenerative in ayurveda what the concept is we have to use the opposite qualities so what is the opposite is oil so apply oil if one can do we call it abhyanga if one can do a self abhyanga self massage daily um as we are aging lot of problems you'll see you'll start seeing the flexibility in your joints you'll start seeing the mobility uh so these are some few things one can do at home mm-hmm. for uh these population but again if it's become a chronic problem um and then of course um it's best to go to an ayurvedic practitioner do you combine some of these therapies the um uh, all of the um I I guess this this would be considered the the oil the ghee you mentioned the term ghee do you pr- you combine this with movement therapy also do you do you add uh some physical exercise do you add yoga to this is it is it combined and balanced in that sense too so if i had to give you a overall uh, how i go through a protocol mm-hmm. if a person comes with a chronic ailment again let's bring uh, osteoarthritis mm-hmm. uh, because it is a degenerative condition so um one is i will assess the person uh, it'll be a one hour one to one and a half hours long consultation where all data all the details will be asked not just about the the problem they're facing in the joint but also the gut any other problem mind everything because it's a holistic mm-hmm. uh, system mm-hmm. and so we'll tweak the diet and lifestyle we'll add uh, herbs to um bring balance to the these these functional energies as well as the gut is very important because everything fr- for us starts from the gut mm-hmm. the problems have arisen because maybe 10 years back since then or even before you've been having a problem in your gut and you've been ignoring it which has led to all these toxins traveling to different parts of the body and creating problems so we will i will add a few herbs and i will do therapies with it which are these therapies that i mentioned mm-hmm. uh plus what you uh, you were asking about ghee mm-hmm. ghee what i was mentioning was just in cooking if a person mm-hmm. as we when we cook we can just add ghee which is cultured uh butter a uh, cultured it's uh, from cultured butter it's mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. so one can add that in their cooking um uh, in a da- in a daily basis but if because of these chronic ailments uh just just adding the ghee is not going to do it then we would we would do like a um what do you call uh, like a panch karma which is like a 6 weeks detox where we give you medicated ghee to um uh, eat so that's a process where first we do um we do a few we build up your digestive strength we whatever i had mentioned we do all those things for 3 to 4 weeks and then we give you for 5 to 7 days we give you this medicated keys which what it does is it's going to bring all the toxins from the body back to your gut and then the 8th 9th day what we do is we uh, remove these toxins through either purgation or um enema or emesis so these are very powerful um detox methods which will reset your body and then after that we give you uh we give the person rasayanas which is be- a very important part of a protocol these are 
special formulations made of herbs and all different plants where your tissues start getting rejuvenated uh, strengthening so that the problem does not occur again because a lot of times we see that we'll do some we'll uh, follow a protocol we'll take some herbs we'll do something and we start feeling good but after some time again it comes back so we do not want that to happen we want to strengthen your tissues and that we do it with these rasayana therapies and when you asked sorry i did not answer your question about the yoga pranayam yes mm-hmm. that is all included mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that is a part of lifestyle which we do recommend as we are aging before that we can start on a yoga regimen not like very hardcore at least have your start moving your um, joints so that there's more flexibility and then there is these pranayam that we um, uh, we recommend these are breathing exercises which is uh which has a lot of benefits which there are a lot of papers being written on that uh which calms your mind so it is uh, mind related as well as um gut related so uh, these exercises also we recommend in the protocol right back with Simi Chopra to talk more about Ayurvedic health. You're going to love what she has to say, especially about joint health, hypertension, insomnia, and everything else we face in the Not Old Better Show audience. Stay tuned. All of us in the Not Old Better Show audience are concerned with hacking, fakes, and privacy. When it comes to privacy, most people tend to focus on things like tracking cookies and someone's internet browser history. But protecting your email privacy is even more important because emails contain a lot of personal and sensitive details such as financial and health information or login credentials that you do not want falling into the wrong hands. I mentioned our sponsor today, Startmail. And that's why I want to tell you about Startmail because Startmail is the secure email service that keeps your inbox safe. Every day millions of people unknowingly risk their sensitive information through insecure email communication. Regular emails are like postcards accessible to cyber criminals, companies, and even government agencies. Gmail, Yahoo, and other popular services scan and analyze the content of your emails to generate targeted ads. They also keep copies of your emails sometimes for months after you have deleted them. This means that any email can be retrieved from your account if needed and shared with third parties such as government agencies. Despite Google's promise to delete sensitive location data, a Washington Post investigation revealed that visits to personal locations like clinics and hospitals were still logged into. With Startmail, you can enjoy secure email communication without surveillance or ads. Startmail ensures your inbox is protected with advanced security features. Plus, you get 20 gigs of email storage, surpassing what free providers like Gmail offer. Switching to Startmail is hassle-free. There's an easy migration tool that just allows you to move your emails and contacts from Gmail or Outlook or Yahoo or any other provider with just a few clicks. 
Our daily lives rely on the internet. Certainly for those of us in the Not Old Better Show audience, that's true. And email privacy is just so crucial to us. It's crucial to protect our personal and sensitive information from unauthorized access. Startmail, based in the Netherlands, complies with the strict European General Protection Regulations. That's known as GDPR. GDPR ensures that your personal data is always protected. Protecting your information is about safeguarding your rights to free speech and association, not about having something to hide. So sign up today and save 50% on your first subscription year. Go to startmail.com slash NOB and join tens of thousands of people who trust Startmail for their email security needs. That's Startmail with a T. Startmail dot com slash nob for 50 percent off thanks everybody with Simi Chopra. Simi Chopra is an Ayurvedic practitioner. She's a doctor from Karula Ayurveda. She has written about the subject of geriatric health. She practices Ayurveda. We're talking today about her practice, about the subject of Ayurveda health, and particularly how it impacts our audience of older adults. Simi Chopra, I wonder if we can talk about one of the other big issues that older adults fail um, to to really to to deal with effectively, and and by that, and and I know you you treat this very scientifically. You have a master's, you have a double master's in biostatistics and molecular biology, so very science oriented. But sometimes subjects like insomnia and stress amongst older adults can be treated with some natural remedies, and I wonder if you'll. Talk a little bit about some of those natural remedies that that can be used to to alleviate insomnia and stress because they're prevalent amongst all of us. And my wife suffers from a lack of sleep, and uh, and it, it dri- drives her nuts. And so I wonder if you'll take a minute and help help Gretchen <laughs> overcome some insomnia. Of course, sure. <laughs> yes, it is getting uh, insomnia is not just happening in the elderly population, and it's happening with. Everyone these days, you yes. talk to anyone because so much stress people have, and they're not able to they're not able to handle the stress because it, it's very easy for people to say don't do don't stress. I mean, how it's how you can handle it. <laughs> so uh, so for that we want to strengthen our mind. So uh, if your mind is uh, it's a, again a very lengthy topic. Just like there are these three functional bodily energies, which I was talking about, kapha, pitta, vata. There are these three mental energies uh, called tamas, rajas, and sattva. So what I'm not going to go into detail, but what we want mm-hmm. to do is build up our sattva, which is a very pure, calming uh, energy. So and ha- if you have a strong sattva, you are able to handle the stress. You are able to calm down and and have a good sleep because sleep is very important for our health. Mm-hmm. So um, 
So to build our sattva, which will also help us sleep, there are a few things. One is meditation. Uh, early morning meditation especially is very beneficial. There's this uh, time before sunrise, around 45 minutes before sunrise, which we call Brahmahurt, a lot of Sanskrit terms. <laughs> that is a very auspicious time. So if one can do it, even 10 to 15 minutes meditation that time, uh, that that gives you that energy to last the whole day. You know, the stresses of your the day. Then listening to classical music. These are some few things one can incorporate in their lives. But then um, in Ayurveda, we have these, again, therapies. So it's always a combination of uh, diet, lifestyle, um, yoga, pranayam, mm-hmm. uh, therapies, and um, herbs. So the, for mind-related, there's this therapy called Shirodhara, where um, medicated oil, calming oil, which have an effect to calm your mind, mm-hmm. are poured on the forehead uh, for around 30 to 40 minutes. So that really helps people with uh, with all the mental, you know, mind-related problems like depression, um, anxiety for ADHD people, and to and for, of course stresses of life. So that is one therapy which I, I always recommend and include in my protocol. And then there are these um, herbs like Brahmi, uh, Jatamansi, and Shankushpi, and of course Ashwagandha, which has become like the go-to in mm-hmm. US these days. Mm-hmm. So that um, that is very useful. And um, of course, pranayam is just before going to bed, if uh, you can do a little bit of these pranayam, which is more calming. And these are alternate nostril breathing. And uh, there's this one where we, which we call Brahmari pranayam, where we close our ear and eyes um, with our uh, thumb. You know, I'm trying to demonstrate. Uh, yes, but, I, can, uh, I can see you. So it's, a little, it's a little difficult. So basically we, what the aim is to close our senses, outer senses, and then just do the humming, the bee humming sound. And when you do that, you'll, you'll feel the vibrations in your head and it's really calming. So that is, I mean, you, you can Google it. These days, everything is on YouTube. So that is uh, a very um, helpful uh, breathing technique before sleeping. And then you can apply, um, if uh, if people are naturally medicated, the Ayurvedic oils are not available to everyone. And then again, it's personalized, but mm-hmm. just using sesame oil on the uh, you know, sole of your feet, you mm-hmm. know, on the bottom of your feet, before sleeping, behind the ears, and just at top of your, uh, you know, scalp. Uh, we call this, um, I don't know how to, uh, it's again a Sanskrit word, so I'm mm. just going to, bre- we call it bregma. So just uh, that, that soft point on top of your head, on top of your scalp, put a little bit of oil. All these will help you calm down and help you sleep. So one can do these small therapies at home on their own. Again, thank you so much, uh, Sami Chopra, for for all of that. We will put links in our show notes today um, for everything that Sami Chopra is talking about, including links to her website, as well as these terms, terms like doshas, terms like Agni, am I pronouncing this right? Agni, the the digestive. Agni. Agni. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I think this is all so helpful, and I want our audience to to learn and to take charge. Uh, empower themselves about their health. And you have some very specific um, 
guidance and 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 you feel very strongly about this subject, Sibi Chopra, about about people taking this upon themselves about their own health. That you you not leave it to somebody else. That you you be responsible and you can you can talk about that individually. But maybe tell us a little bit about what you um, what you try to. Uh, really get across to people as they're considering Ayurvedic health with responsibility for themselves? Yeah, I mean, uh, what I notice these days is everyone is like running to get their, uh, you know, their blood work done, tests mm-hmm. done, which is mm-hmm. great. But they are afraid. There's this fear of health that's come up everywhere. So what uh, what I want that people, if they can do a little bit of learning of Ayurveda, either just uh, do a few courses or Go to a practitioner, start your journey there and empower yourself. You do not need to fear health. You, you should own it. Um, mm-hmm. And just by, by, uh, just, by uh, just a few changes in your life initially, uh, one, another in, very important um, aspect uh, in Ayurveda is about a rhythm. When rhythm. Uh, a lot of times, uh, yeah, rhythm in your yeah. life, like mm-hmm. circadian uh, mm-hmm. uh, rhythm. So if you are able to just bring that, eat at the right time, sleep at the right time, a uh, lot of your problems go away. Um, uh, there's this uh, concept about 28 days of um, uh, like a lunar cycle. If you're able to do for 28 days, just tweak your um, lifestyle a little bit, little by little, you'll see your body is going to demand it. So uh, what I recommend people, let's say they're sleeping, these days people are sleeping at 2 a.m., 1 a.m. So the ideal time is to sleep at 10 p.m., So which is a big shift from 2 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I t- recommend them to start tweaking it by 15 minutes for 28 days, then another 15 day, uh, minutes, or if they can speed it up, that's great. But if they do that, sleep at the right time, uh, wake up at around 6 or something, but and then eating the heaviest meal at lunch rather than breakfast or dinner, which is another misconception which has been floating around that we should really eat a lot uh, heavy meal during uh, breakfast so that you can last the whole day. In fact, in the morning, your digestive strength is a little weak because the whole night you've been sleeping and it is the kapha time of the day. So uh, if you notice that I'm speaking about these functional doshas everywhere, Mm-hmm. The kapha, pitta, uh, vata, which in Ayurveda, it's present everywhere. It's present in the nature. It's different times of the day, different times of your life, different seasons. Everything is based on these three energies. So in the morning, there's this kapha, the dense, heavy energy. So you don't want to put heavy food in yourself. So put light, light, warm, easily to digest food in the morning. And uh, lunch, when you know when the sun is also at its peak, your digestive strength is also at its peak. That is the time when you can eat heavier food, more proteins. So these few things that I want, I recommend uh, to people so that they can start taking charge of their lives and just incorporating a few um, digestive teas, which is going to be very beneficial for your digestion, which in turn is going to be beneficial for your health. I mean, there was this uh, during my. Um, doctor program I was doing this uh, I had to write my thesis and I did I enrolled around 60 uh, subjects uh, 60 people and did a very the easiest experiment I did was to start the morning with this digestive tea in the morning and 
lot of their digestive problems, especially bloating, indigestion, all that went away. And uh, there were few people who incorporated a little bit of my general recommendations about not having cold water, eating in time, just these small things they did, and they were losing weight. So it was like a bonus. So the side effect of you know, living a healthy life mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. you're going to lose weight because you're going to have your optimum weight. So uh, including all these digestive teas, uh, you can, they're, they're mentioned on my blog on my website. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. called CCFT. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to take a look at it, they can uh, get the recipe from there. So one can start your day with these digestive teas, have warm water rather than cold water. Cold water, cold always constricts. So you do not want to put cold things in your system. So that is, again, uh, going to be a little bit of a problem for a lot of people because people are living on, you know, cold with lots of ice in water, which is a big no in Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Simi Chopra, Ayurvedic practitioner, doctor from Kerala Ayurveda, been our guest today. So interesting. Thanks for all your work. Thanks for your time today, for being so generous with all of this explanation. I know our audience is going to be thinking about this and they need to check out your website, which we will have links to. But Sydney Shoba, thanks for your time today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. My thanks to writer, author, storyteller, Simi Chopra, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner. My thanks to startmail.com, private email you can trust for sponsoring today's show. My thanks to the wonderful Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. My thanks to you, my equally wonderful Not Old Better Show audience here on radio and podcast. Please be well, be safe, and let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week.